0: It is Sunday, August thirtieth, twenty twenty. This is U sixty two the Targ. Let's do this. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. Right here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears. Right about now. Why what a little tiny microchip? Electronics, broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the Tar. Mark! 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 Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Happens! On this week's show, we take a moment to remember Chadwick Boseman, we look at some new reboots coming down the pike, and we take a look at the Batman trailer. It's episode 10.19, The Gritty Reboot. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. U62 Natar, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Cap is here, and welcome to this week's episode of the Targ and Like a lot of the world right now, I am absolutely in shock and mourning. Chadwick Bozeman, who played Black Panther in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he passed away Friday night at the age of forty three Apparently, the guy had been fighting colon cancer for the past four years. And he just stayed quiet about it. He stayed so quiet about it that it gobsmacked pretty much the entire world. As I said, like most comic book-loving nerds, I loved him as Black Panther in Captain America Civil War, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, and of course in his own film, Black Panther. But the guy had a remarkable filmography. Uh, He first became famous in 2013 in the film 42, which was the biography of Jackie Robinson. Then in 2014 he was in Get On Up, the biography of James Brown. He also did Marshall, which was the biography of Thurgood Marshall. Dude did a lot of biographies. His latest film was called The Five Bloods, directed by Spike Lee. It's a Vietnam War epic where he plays a soldier in Vietnam. I think I'm probably going to go check it out. Ah, Who am I kidding? I'm probably going to go watch Black Panther again. It's weird. When I first heard the news last night, it was after I finished watching Blade 2*. See, I spent the entire week binging Dracula adaptations. I'll have more on that in the streaming report. And so in order to cleanse my palate and get back on brand, I decided to watch Blade 2. After I finished watching the film... If you follow me on Twitter, if you're my Facebook friend, you know I'm always tweeting weird trivia bits about the movies I'm watching. After I finished watching Blade 2, I put it out there that Wesley Snipes actually wanted to do a Black Panther film back in the 1990s. But back in the 90s, no one wanted to make a Black Panther film. So he settled on Blade, which was his second choice. And as soon as I hit publish on that, the news lit up in my uh, social media feeds that the guy who played Black Panther had passed away. I think that's the most remarkable thing, right? The guy was only 43 years old. That's as old as me. And the fact that he'd been working for the past four years, still making movies, that just shows what a remarkable man he is. Uh, like I saw on Twitter last night, this is like Keith Ledger all over again. We're going to spend the next 10 years talking about what he could have done. Everything. Better with Mark Kappas. Crime has gone down, productivity is up, and ratings for Doctor Who are through the roof. Mark Kappas on U62, The Targ. All right, let's move on to happier things now. When I was recording last week's episode, it was while the whole DC fandom was going on. That was DC's online con, because, you know, every other con got canceled this year. Man, I tell you, for the entire 24 hours, DC owned the internet. We got a new trailer for Wonder Woman 84. Four, which looks fantastic uh, we got some behind the scenes footage of the suicide squad which also looks great we had a big reveal for black adam which looks like it's finally happening but of course the big one the one that broke the internet was our first trailer for the batman the hell are you supposed to be And with that growl of, I am vengeance, and breaking that criminal's legs into, everybody who was down on Robert Pattinson as Batman started eating their own words. The folks who were all, ooh, he's a sparkly vampire, what's he going to do, sparkle on me? Suddenly they're all like, oh shit, he can actually pull this off. So it looks dark and creepy. I don't know, from a visual standpoint, I don't think it looks too, too different from the Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale films, but we'll have to see how the whole thing comes together, right? They only filmed about 25% of the film before they were forced to shut down because of COVID-19, so everything we saw there was only from 25% of the film. But no, we got a great cast. When you see the whole trailer, we see our very creepy riddles because the Riddler is the villain. They say they're portraying him as like a serial killer along the lines of the Zodiac Killer. Zoe Kravitz is in the trailer as well, playing Catwoman. She's not fully Catwoman yet, she's just wearing like a black ski mask and there's like two little points that suggest the cat ears. And of course, people are marveling over Colin Farrell as the penguin in that trailer because wearing a fat suit and a beard, he is unrecognizable. You know me, I love a superhero, so of course I'm going to be there for the latest Batman film. Who knows how COVID has screwed up their schedule, but it should be coming out next year if they're able to get back to work filming it. And I tell you, I can hardly wait. It looks dark and creepy, and I just love a Batman film. You're listening to Mark Kappas. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. On U62. <laughs> The Targ. And now it's time for the streaming report where I update you on what I've been binging. As I mentioned earlier in the show, I've been binging a lot of Dracula adaptations this past week. I was looking for something to watch and I saw Dracula had been in my Netflix queue since January, so I finally sat down to watch it. Essentially, with this version of Dracula, the uh, BBC and Netflix, they went to the creators of Sherlock and said, Hey, Sherlock was great. Now do that with Dracula. So they did. Much like the first season of Sherlock, it spread out over three hour and a half episodes, and it was a really good modern day adaptation of... Dracula, uh, they did some interesting things, uh, like his archenemy, Dr. Van Helsing is now a woman, and she 's a kooky nun and That was very good way to take the character, so yeah, Dracula, I had a lot of fun with that, and then after that, I was looking around Netflix, and I was like, "Hey, you know what i haven 't seen since the early nineties and here it is on Netflix bram Stoker's Dracula." Francis Ford Coppola's adaptation of the Bram Stoker novel. Of course, when it came out in the early 90s, it was a gigantic hit. I forgot how incredibly stylized it is. This was the interesting thing about Bram Stoker's Dracula, right? Francis Ford Coppola, he did not want to use any modern-day special effects. Digital technology was in its infancy and becoming the hot new thing. He didn't want to do any digital effects. He wanted to do everything exactly as they did. In the silent film era. And the end result is something that's both incredibly dated and incredibly timeless, but still gives it such a unique visual flair. It seems almost dreamlike in sequences. So, yeah, Bram Stoker's Dracula was pretty good. Then, after all those Dracula adaptations, in order to cleanse my palate, I finally went on to Disney Plus and I binged Tron Uprising. I love the Tron franchise, but I miss Disney's Tron animated series that sprung up in 2012 in the wake of Tron Legacy. I tell ya, it was amazing it was incredibly good if i were able to watch it in its original run it might have lasted more than one season but yeah essentially it's batman beyond following his final battle with the evil program clue tron is injured and can't continue on the fight anymore so he starts training this young kid named beck to be the new tron and carry on his legacy and lead the uprising against clue it's again it's incredibly stylized it's like eon in the world of Tron has an amazing look to it and if you're a real hardcore animation nerd it was doing that whole animated on twos to look more hand-drawn thing long before Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse made it popular so there you go that's what I've been binging that's the streaming report hey have you guys heard U62 The TAR with Mark Gaffis seriously everybody you gotta check us out available online at chaosinabox.com who are you I'm just some guys telling everybody about it because it's so amazing. u 62, that's Tar. Be sure to tell everyone you know. See ya. Well, perusing the entertainment headlines, there's two reboots that were announced near the end of last week that really caught my eye. First up, they're doing a live-action Powerpuff Girls. I loved Powerpuff Girls when it was on when I was back in college. I thought it was one of the most brilliant and subversive cartoons on TV. Then I heard they're doing this live-action movie version. It's going to be on the CW. And I'm like, oh, let me guess. Because it's on the CW, it's going to be about edgy teens like Riverdale, isn't it? And then I clicked through and read the article. Yep. In this live action version, it's a live action TV show. I said, I know I said movie earlier. I don't know why. In this live action TV show, Bub- Bubbles, Blossom, and Buttercup are now going to be jaded 20 somethings who are bitter that they lost their childhood to their crime fighting career, but now they got to get over it and come out of retirement to save the world once again. I will admit I am kind of curious. I see that Diablo Cody is one of the co-creators and is going to be writing for the show, so that has me interested, but still I'm like, okay, I'll probably watch it like Riverdale. I'm just going to watch it for the cringe factor alone to see these beloved characters be all grown up and edgy now. And the other reboot that came down that kind of uh, caught my eye is apparently Star Trek Lower Decks is making some people think that they can do animated comedy versions of other beloved science fiction franchises. They also announced near the end of last week they are developing The X-Files Albuquerque, which is going to be an X-Files animated comedy. It's going to follow a group of misfit ragtag FBI agents who follow up on The X-Files that even Mulder has said are too stupid and too ridiculous. So, I don't know. There could be some potential there. I mean, the X-Files had some great comedic episodes back in the day, so it could be interesting to see how this goes. No word yet on when either of these shows are going to premiere. Yeah, I'll check them out out of curiosity, and then we'll see what happens from there. Anyway, I'm about all rambled out, so I think I will wrap this up. As always, thank you for tuning in to listen to my ramblings. You can always download the show on Google Play, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and at my official website, ChaosInABox.com. I'm Mark Cap, and this has been the Tar Guy. We'll see you next week. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of The Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of The Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. a good ride while it lasted. Come on, kids. Let's go home. We are home. That was fast.